0: Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within.
1: With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nathalie Barbek and Jessica Falcon.
0: welcome to the radically embody love podcast with myself jessica falcon and co-host nazrin Barbic. we are talking today about shadow work what that really means what the shadow actually is how we face the shadow from the perspective of embodying love which is a more divine feminine approach to shadow work. It's not going in and fixing anything that's wrong. It is coming into a place of wholeness, a place of inner union through your capacity to be in your heart, through your capacity to love. And I'd love for us to start out the conversation today, Nas, by talking about like, what is the shadow? Because I see that there's a lot of confusion around what the shadow is, and there's of course the Jungian perspective of the shadow is anything in the unconscious. The shadow is what we have not yet seen, what we're not yet aware of, what is ruling us. Um, Bruce Lipton, biologist, says that 95% of our behavior comes from our subconscious mind, not our conscious mind. So what do these terms even mean? I'd love to dig into that a little bit, but also. From the divine feminine perspective, this is something I'm really passionate about because all of the ancient feminine archetypes point to shadow work, quote, but it's really about coming in a wholeness. And so from that perspective, how it comes and plays with this more modern perspective. And so for me, it's really about the shadow, looking at the shadow as parts of ourselves we've cast out. Parts of ourselves we've denied. Parts of ourselves we have not yet accepted. Parts of ourselves we judge and condemn or we don't feel safe showing or revealing to other people. And parts of ourselves that we are afraid to own or claim or admit, whether it be a lie, a mistake, something we've done, because we're afraid of the consequences. We're afraid it will make us bad. So I like to look at shadow work as anything when I'm, I don't like to say, I'm going to go do shadow work now. Like I just think shadow work is part of being really self-aware and having deep levels of self-knowledge. And to reclaim the self in love, which is what I help my clients do, requires we reclaim all of self, which includes these pieces we've cast out. And so when I look at the shadow, it's really me looking at what am I feeling? what's coming up what are my fears what am i afraid to look at what is banging on the door over here that i'm so afraid of or feel like if i go into i'm just going to feel so much shame or it's going to bring rage well those are the places i need to go and take love take love with me
1: yeah yeah i love what you said uh, jessica everything that we consciously or unconsciously, sometimes it's not even in our awareness that we are repressing um, some of this that we call shadow, Um, but it's part of who we are. And we, something might've happened and most likely in childhood and that we deem that as a flaw. Maybe even it could be as simple as um, hearing our mother say, oh, you're too much. So you believe that there's something wrong with you inherently that you need to control. Otherwise, you're not a good girl or good boy. Even the fact that sometimes as way of reward, we have heard all your good girls tells us that we have to behave certain way to perceive as good. Therefore, there's something inherently wrong and flawed the way I am. So I need to hide that part of me. If, I, if I'm too loud, if I'm too much, or whatever that might be. And then we suppress that part of ourselves and becomes part of our belief. Um, and then it becomes as an adult to the point that we don't even maybe recall that. But our way of thinking and emotion cause us to behave certain way. And that is shadow at work and we're not aware of it. And um, part of the journey is to recognize that by integrating all of this and accepting it as being human and who we are, that's the path to truly become, as you mentioned, um, a whole, a person that integrates all aspects, that. You know, we call it shadow because most likely it's in our subconscious and we need to bring it to our awareness. And one of the ways that um, I often catch myself is when I trigger, when I get triggered, there is most likely when I investigate, there is a belief underneath of that. And now that belief might be something as, you believe that you're not worthy of something or something. And then that's the part that when we go deeper into it, uh, we might become aware of a part of us that we have this, we didn't like, and we have hide from ourselves, even because it doesn't really feel good. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but I think part of the journey in accepting all of us all whatever is showing up as part of our experience is here to be and not deny any of them so we can integrate it uh, and in you know find a way and there is this practice which i love um, which is the acronym for that is rain that i often do as part of my own meditation when I feel like there's this uh, unease arises, and I know part of me wants to deny it and get myself busy with the uh, social media or Netflix, something, I know there is something that I need to look at. Most often we are in habit of just denying that, right? Just getting ourselves busy, so like push it down again. Uh, But this practice, which is acronym for that is RAIN, It always helped me to actually bring it to the surface. And, you know, as Carl Jung said, when we act based on our subconscious, we call it destiny, right? Because we're not aware of it. We say this is our destiny, but when we bring it up to our conscious mind, we can become creative and um, create our destiny rather than being under influence of our subconscious mind and just reacting to life, right? So the RAIN, the R stem for recognizing like the moment that you feel that like you triggered or there's something unease, and we know it. Our body right, tells us, oh, it doesn't feel good, right? And then we also know when we just want uh, to escape. And that's all the indication there is something underneath that wants to come up if we allow it. And then A is for allowing it, exactly. Like you allow that to come, even if it gets uncomfortable and we call it in, oh, um, you know, the unease is here, the fear is here. Like just calling it, but allowing it to be. Then I is for investigating it. That's when we go, what might I have believed that causes me this unease? What is the belief underneath of that, right? And then N is for nurture and love, which ends up being the acceptance of that and nurturing ourselves to be able to integrate it.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that. It, I, I haven't heard of that particular uh, or haven't used that particular acronym, but it's very similar to mm. the approach that I use and have studied and, and it's it's that acknowledgement piece, that acceptance, that recognition that is so key because when we do that, we bring it to light so whether we stuff it back down right at that point it becomes conscious at that point we say oh i recognize this fear this thought this belief this pattern then if we acknowledge it and become curious i like to say curious but or investigate it then we really can reclaim our power because then we can align it to what our truth actually is because this shadow can be something we've absorbed from the external world, be it our parents or an inherited belief or ancestral trauma. And when we bring it to light and acknowledge it and become curious and investigate it, we can then go, oh, is this mine? Is this in alignment with who I am, who I choose to be, my truth? And so when we do shadow work, It's not something to go into and stay in. And that is what I have to say, triggers me a little bit around anger when I see people talking about like shadow play in terms of let's make this something we just go in and stay in and identify with. That's the opposite of doing shadow work to me because I'm here to align to love, to embody love. And the shadow is usually not in alignment with love. It's usually not in alignment with the truth of who I am. And so if I feel it's incredibly important, and this is rooted in ancient wisdom, to always take the lens of the heart with you into shadow work, to always take love with you as you see these pieces, not to just rejudge them, push them back down, but to, okay, so first I acknowledge you, may not get to the love piece right away, but first I acknowledge you, recognize you. I'm really curious. What are you? And then is this my truth? Do I choose this now in this present moment, or do I align this to my truth by choosing a new belief, by confronting the fear, by embracing that part of me back into wholeness all through this compassion for self, this forgiveness of self, this, I may have that part of me that is so deathly afraid of being seen and she has valid reasons for that from this life and probably others, but if I judge her because she's afraid, what am I doing? Am I making it safe for her to come out or Can I look at her and say, I know you've been so afraid of being deeply seen. I know it wasn't safe for you to be seen. I know you were killed for this. I know you were shamed for this. I know you were judged for this and I love you. And I'm willing to sit with you as you walk towards your fear. I'm willing to be with you. I'm willing to love you even when others can't. I'm willing to do this with you. That's how we embrace the shadow. That's how we bring you into wholeness. And so we have to use our heart to do this so that the shadow doesn't become who we are. We are our light. We are our truth. We are a beacon for that truth. And the problem with the shadow when we don't acknowledge it is that it is subconsciously running us.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree. Like we call it shadow for a reason. It needs light and light is love. and I think in, we don't even need to go to the part of forgiveness if we understand that shadow existed for a reason. It protect us when we need it as a child. That fear also is a mechanism of like protection. And now recognition that, look, I don't need that anymore. Maybe when I was a child, I wasn't feeling safe to be seen for a reason because I had someone there that in my life that threatened me as a child, right? So it was not safe to be seen. And just that saved me from you know, getting punished or whatever that might be. But now the recognition of I making that conscious, what did I believe? Back then I couldn't defend myself. Back then I was seeing all of this as a threat. So I had to hide part of myself to save myself in a way, right? So recognition of that, and also compassion for that part of me that felt the needs to do that, right? Need the protection because I wasn't feeling safe. But bringing in our consciousness that no, I no longer benefit from it, and it's not serving me. And with love and compassion, letting it go. And that's when we bring a lot of love and self-acceptance and compassion to it. And I do believe whatever we ignore and we deny, we actually give it more energy and it runs us around our life without us knowing. So the whole process is bringing light with love and compassion to ourselves for going through some of the experiences that made us believe we are less than or we are inherently uh, flawed and not perfect and then bringing light to it to the point that we see our inherent goodness and divinity in that and that helps us to really at that point become a conscious creator of our own reality and not let those any longer control who we have become in a way and act and then take an active role in our own life.
0: And we can't become a conscious creator, as you said, if we're running by all the unconscious programs. And so if we want to create the relationship we desire, we want to create the life and, and work we desire, we've got to look at well, what programs am I running on? What beliefs mm-hmm. and thoughts am I running on that are stopping this from occurring mm-hmm. that I can face within myself to then choose, is this an alignment? To then be that that self-aware. It, it's self-awareness. I mean, shadow work is is part of self-knowledge. You cannot know yourself and not know those other pieces and parts of you because it's, it's not that they're bad pieces. Part of the, one of the things I'd love to highlight is that part of the shadow is also fear of our greatness fear Mm. of our light fear of our power fear of how good we are that also was part of our shadow so shadow isn't bad like there's also this kind of cultural understanding of like shadow is this bad thing no it's not shadow includes the parts of ourselves that we're so good and we're so afraid of being that good or that powerful and so it's when we can let go of the terminology of bad and good right Mm -hmm. and wrong and come into that recognition that our soul is here to experience itself we see our light by going into the dark (laughs) and the dark helps us see our light and the dark isn't necessarily bad are there dark forces in this world that are not aligned with the light absolutely but there are also That's separate from the places of ourselves we've denied love. What is dark? The places we haven't given light or love. And so we have the power to give those pieces and parts of ourselves love, to come back into that wholeness. And it really requires that we be so nourishing with ourselves, and self judgment stops us more than anything else because yes we fear the judgment of the external world but it's only because we agree with it if we didn't agree with another person's judgment we wouldn't be afraid of it and so how we've taken that in how we have adopted it that's the shadow the ways in which you're judging yourself is the shadow that is the shadow (laughs) and so embracing i see myself judging myself oh that's me having adopted a belief system from someone else that tells me i'm bad because of this thing that's me having taken on their belief is that my truth do i truly judge that do i truly think that makes me bad because what is at the root of all of this the belief we can be bad the belief we can be wrong the belief that we can be outside of the divine the belief that we can be separated from love the truth is you can never be separated from love unless you cast yourself out of love because you are love you are the embodiment of love the divine is within you and when you remember that you know you are the only one to ever cast yourself out yes
1: those are deep deep things that you know, as you were mentioning all this, this seeing the truth of this and how it feels when you say it, right? And uh, part of our journey is to recognize that we do live in a society that make it hard for us, as you said, We are fear or light because then we're different. We don't feel belong. Then we feel judged, right? And part of our journey is being able to go beyond that and trust in ourselves and having faith in what we truly know. And the way you know it is like when you think about it and you hear this, how does it feel in your body? Truth always feels good. Although there is might be a little bit of the fear association with it, right? (laughs) Because as you said, it's like the fear of being different because you don't experience that every day. And the illusion is so strong that you keep getting pulled into it if you're not aware. And that's when the awareness is the big piece of this as always, right? Because most of us are not even aware of that self-talk that is judgmental and we constantly putting ourselves down and judging ourselves. And we are not aware that how we deny ourselves on who at who we truly are and how we treat ourselves and unless we bring light and awareness into it. And and how do we do that, right? It's like the question, how would you go bad? We're so busy doing that, we don't give ourselves a chance to even notice this thing. And then what we do, the moment we feel the unease and feel that there is something going on, right away we keep ourselves yet again busy, so we can truly feel our feeling. So it's part of the journey is just learning to be and just give ourselves a chance to either through meditation or anything that give us a chance to to self reflection inquiry, as you were mentioning journaling. There's many ways that we can do this, but at least give ourselves the choice the options that can take us to the place that we can actually see this thing because otherwise we get trapped in that illusion and we keep building on top of a foundation that would uh, never get get us where we totally feel our wholeness.
0: Exactly. I think that's a really great place to to start to wrap up the conversation today is that if you want to do shadow work, if you want to... Mm-hmm come into wholeness if you want self knowledge and the power and freedom that comes with that you have to create the time and space you've Mm -hmm. got to give yourself the gift of self-reflection because it is only by creating that space for reflection whether it be as you said meditating or sitting outside in nature staring at a tree emptying your mind or picking up a pen and journaling for me journaling i do all of the above regularly but for me journaling is the quickest and most powerful way to identify my beliefs and to bring them to light because maybe because i'm a writer but i think there's something with putting connecting my heart through my hand onto paper boom 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 like insights and revelations come so quickly and i had to train myself to do that you know for for years of just working through it now it just comes very quickly but you know writing three pages minimum just writing 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 until your subconscious starts to kick in you know if you're beginning this and really when you see it on paper when you write it down something clicks inside something goes aha oh that thought has been governing my life for years for past lives for millennia oh my gosh right and then we can Go, okay, now that I see it, now that I see it, what do I choose? And that's also self-reflection. It's not choosing from your mind. It's connecting it to your body wisdom, to your heart. What is actually my truth? And then what action does that require of me? What do I need to say? What do I need to do? Because if we do coat shadow work and never actually act on it or change it, we're just in shadow we're just staying in the darkness personally i see no reason to do that that doesn't serve me or the divine in me or love at all and so when i see a shadow piece i look at how can i bring this back into love how can i bring this back into light how can i bring this back into wholeness and then does that require me to leave a relationship does that require me to say this thing that's really hard does that require me to to uh start a new job does that require me right whatever that is the acting on it will bring up the other shadow pieces that were behind the original one and but that's your power that's your power and that's why I know we support people in that because it's not always an easy process and so if you have a guide if you have a coach if you have someone to help you see the shadow like I, I, for example, I know like I see ego love, I can see it like that. And I know you can too now. So we can just see it, we can feel it, we see the energy of it, we can highlight that for our clients and be like, that's actually not your truth. Mm -hmm. What is your truth and guide them into that process? lovingly, of course, but like we can see it so clearly. Mm -hmm. And there's something with having that support. Because when you start going into shadow, it can get really messy and complicated. If that center grounding force of truth and light and love isn't fully anchored in you.
1: Yeah. And you don't see what you don't see, right? You're in it and you don't recognize it. That's why it's important to have someone with love and compassion guide you through it. And sometimes the realization you might not know how to handle it and even create more self-hatred for what you are not willing to see. And now it becomes to your awareness. So definitely, I would say, and especially if you have had a trauma that now is going to surface, right? So you Mm -hmm. definitely would benefit from working with someone who can guide you through this process. But remember, whatever you do, do it with self-compassion and love. It's not a matter of, uh, you know, you don't want to judge yourself more for what it shows up. That's just opposite of what you want to do. And One way also to pay attention is just look at your pattern in life because these things show up in the pattern in your relationship, in your life. It's not one time thing. It keeps showing up, but we keep ignoring it. But if we think back, we can see a pattern in in our life that points to all this shadow that we are not willing to face. Therefore, we cannot change. Mm So, uh, but yeah, as you said, we want to do this from place of knowing that we already hold. There's nothing inherently wrong with us. We just have that illusion. We just have that belief because we were programmed to believe that. But with the compassion, we we wanted to do this work just because if we don't do it we will always be searching for something that we don't know. We will always feel that emptiness that we cannot feel with more Netflix or drinking or even love of uh, requiring love from others or attention. None of those will work. And then this work is totally worth our time and effort to just sit and as you said, journal or work with someone to figure these things out.
0: Yeah, so beautiful. I hope this has been helpful to all of our listeners today. And and always reach out to Nasirai if you need support and pick up your journal, go sit outside, look at what's happening in your life, because that's where to start. <laughs> I know I tell my clients, like, it's practical and magical because we start with what is actually happening in your own life but then we take it into these magical realms and we take it into the soul realm mm-hmm. because what's happening in your life that's for a reason and mm-hmm. and when we remember that we're fully human and we get to experience this and nothing makes us bad or wrong because we experience life it's just part of being alive we have give ourselves that compassion naturally
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you Jessica.
0: Thank you, Naz. And thank you to all of our listeners for being here. Leave us your comment, ask us your questions. We're always happy to hear from you and we'll see you next time.